Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, and my apologies for not airing last Wednesday. Oh my goodness, a lot happened, you guys. It was my first week I've ever missed of airing the podcast, and uh, in a nutshell, it's because my three-month-old baby needed to go to the hospital, and we were there for three days. He had emergency surgery at nine days old, for those of you who are new listeners, and there were some complications um, with that. I won't go into all the details here because I have a fantastic episode to share with you, but just know I am so grateful for your support and all the well wishes that you have been sending to me. We came home with a few answers and he is healthy for the time being. We just have to watch him carefully and I'm just glad you're coming back. 
So we are here on a Monday and I'll still have an episode on Wednesday as well. If you could please help me out by sharing this episode if you like it and share it with your family and friends, text, email, share it on social media. The reason I ask that is because it will get back on people's radars. Um, and it, which is so helpful for the show. If you miss a week, they kind of disappear from your podcast app. So definitely get the word out, please, because I have such a good interview to share with you. Now as background, many of you know that I live in a California mansion, which is a total joke (laughs) because my home is 1,200 square feet. There are so many things that I love about living in a small home, but the biggest for me is that our family is forced to spend time together. I always know where everybody is at all times. And honestly, that can also be the hardest part, but when push comes to shove, us having to be in each other's faces most of the time is a wonderful thing. My oldest two in particular have benefited from this the most. They are polar opposites, and in many ways, this was incredibly hard for years, and I've chatted about this on other podcasts I've been guests on. But in time, their strengths have helped each other's weaknesses, and it's been truly incredible for us to see that difference, and we have our small home to thank for that. So for me, if we ever move away from California, I still want to live in a smaller home. I mean, I still would love another bathroom and another bedroom, don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to go for a big, big house here. Small living, purposeful living, minimalism, these are all things I'm very drawn to, and I know I am not alone. We have a generation who is being drawn to purposeful, simplified living. So this is why I'm also drawn to the Maze Team, a family who moved from a 5,000 square feet home to a 200 square feet remodeled bus, and they've been traveling America and now living in California. Debbie Maze, the mom, she's on the show today. And here's a surprising thing about what we talk about on this interview. It's not about the bus. Debbie is clear that the small bus they live on is a medium to producing what they need as a family, which is more connection, more connection to each other. Yes. More connection to Debbie and her spouse. Definitely. But also more connection to their own emotions and their inner lives. Debbie recounts what disconnect they had just a few years ago as a, as a family, as spouses, and within their own emotions too and spiritually, and what changes they decided to make as a family to redirect their lives to more connection. And as part of that, they decided to live in a smaller space for a time. Debbie blew me away with the things she shared here. I can't wait for you to learn from her. So let's get into our chat together. Hi, I'm here with Debbie Mays. Hi, Debbie. Hi. It's so so great to meet you. (laughs) Well, it's so great to have you here. I've been so looking forward to this interview, and I know that my audience is going to love to get to know you better. Let's start with you introducing yourself to the people who may not know you. Yeah. Okay. My name is Debbie. I'm a wife and a mom to five babies. One of those is in heaven. I was born and raised in England, and I moved to America when I was 17. I'm really passionate about seeing people be brave and live the life that they are excited to live. Um, Right now, the current platform I use is mostly Instagram, and um, our family lives on a 250-square-foot converted school bus. Wow. Okay, so I think it's kind of comedic that I was telling you I live in a small house when... (laughs) 
my small house is a thousand square feet. So you must be thinking, how dare you describe that as small? But I'm, it's okay. I would have never thought that I would be living this life either. So, okay. I love to hear that because that's why we have you here. We want to hear about what inspired this dramatic shift for your family, um, what went into it, the hardships behind it, but also the triumphs. So let's talk about the beginnings of that two years ago. What was your life like? So two years ago, we were living in a 5,000 square foot house in the Chicago area. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just, we had had our youngest, uh, she's now almost two, and we just had become so disconnected as a family. I think just the life we were living, my husband was working a lot. He'd sometimes be working till one o'clock in the morning, so we wouldn't see him very much. Um, the kids were all in school and we just found ourselves when we would get back to the house, everyone would go to the different rooms and, you know, we just felt so disconnected as a family, just in the busyness of everything. And um, all of that led to just disconnection within our marriage and relationship. Um, and so we just realized that we just needed to make a big change um, in order to reconnect as a family and just heal um, just some of the pain that we were going through at that time from being so disconnected. How did you know that it was your space to to blame or one of the bigger factors? Um, I, th- I think that what happened is when we realized we were so disconnected and we realized we were just living this lifestyle. And really, it's one of those things I th- you, you just kind of slip into it. You know, we bought a house shortly after we had our first and it's like we just kept upgrading to bigger and bigger spaces and and had more and more stuff to keep up with. And when you have more stuff, you have to make more money to pay for all that more stuff. So mm. it's just it just slowly increased over the 10 years that we were married. Um, so then when we started to have these disconnections and these issues within our relationship, we just looked at every aspect of our life and said, how did we get to this point? How did we get so disconnected and just living this life that it felt like what everyone else was expecting us to live? Um, and then we took a really hard look at what actually does make us happy and, and what do we want to do with our life rather than what are the outside expectations of what we should be doing with with our own life. I imagine that the conversations that led into that, it did it come in one big moment or was this something that you had talked about for years and toyed around with? I want to hear more about that. I think that, um, yeah, definitely. We had always had some just, you know, we would get in these big fights in our relationship and there was definitely disconnection there along the way, but it was more like we could never quite put the finger on what was going on. And, and we at that time had never really dove into, um, more inner work, you know, inside of our own life. It was always just anytime emotions came up, it was like emotions are bad, just move past those things. Hmm. Um, Even in our faith walk, that's kind of the way that we were um, taught to be is just don't listen to your emotions, move on. So these things would come up and there was never, ever really a resolution. Um, But then, so then finally we just got to such a, a, honestly, just a really bad place within our marriage and, and and it was that one event, that that just disconnection that we had within our marriage that it was either like we can't continue like this or everything needs to change. Um, so we both, I think, in that moment just committed to, okay, well, we need to, we need to change everything because our kids and our life was just worth, you know, worth the work to figure out what needed to change. Wow. I'm inspired by that courage to do that, to say this is yeah. worth it and we're going to put in the hard work for it. 
Um, I was wondering about, it's not so much this big house, but it's the status quo of, like you said, doing the next step, the next step, the next step that makes more pressure on a whole family and, um, and the job, right? It, it makes it so that you don't, you're not having the time to connect. So even if someone's not living in a huge house like that, they might still be familiar with this disconnection because of the pressure that and stress they're facing as family. And do, do you think that has a, a, a factor into this as well? Yeah, definitely. I think the fact that we're in such a big house kind of captures a lot of people's attention. I've even, we've had some negative comments where people have said, you know, just because you live in a small space doesn't make you a better parent and all those things. Oh. Um, for, oh. for us, it wasn't really mo- mostly about the size of the house. It was the disconnection that came with okay. living that lifestyle of, you know, needing needing to work more hours to earn more money to pay for the house or to pay for all the, you know, all the stuff that we had and, and to do those things. And so I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation where they um, realize that, you know, my husband's gone all the time because he's trying to earn money so that we can survive in, you know, whatever position they're in. I mean, for some people, they live in New York City and have tiny apartments, but they're still having to work a ton. Um, it's more about the disconnection and about just needing to um, work to live, to pay for a certain lifestyle um, and all of that continuing to cause that disconnection. I mean, like I said, I'm in that 1,000 square foot house and I totally can see that disconnection um, come up within a family and a marriage very easily. And a lot of it is time and stress. So I'm glad that you were able to make that connection for everybody. It's not just the size of the house. It's the way we're living. So why, mm-hmm. why the bus then? Why go to a really small, um, living situation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for us, honestly, I think that it wasn't so much this master plan idea that came and we everything fell into place. It it really, looking back on it, was more like following breadcrumbs along the way um, and listening to the intuition that we had. So I'm just naturally a person. I kind of go against the grain. I love being individual and independent. So I saw the idea of a schoolie on a video that someone posted on Facebook of a couple that did it. And they were traveling across the U.S. And at this time, we knew that we wanted to um, come to California, but we just didn't know how we were going to do it. So we were talking about coming out here and renting a house or we we knew that we didn't want to buy immediately because we'd never been here. We didn't know exactly how it would go. So we we I saw this video of this couple. I was like, hey, we could totally do that. That would be something we would do. That would be fun. Um, and then we we just learned more about schoolies, and that led to meeting someone who um, would convert a bus and, and talk to us about the fact that it you know it was financially very cheap compared to buying an RV or something like that. Um, and then we found you know Gabriel had a business idea that ended up really taking off and and that allowed us to be able to work from the road and not have to be in a specific place in order to to work so it was just these moments along the way that kind of led us in that direction and and my practical side thought okay we're going to save money living in it because the rent at RV parks is a lot uh, way cheaper and then we the the original plan is that we would uh, spend the entire summer traveling around all the US um, there were some delays in the bus conversion, so we didn't get to spend as much time traveling as we wanted to. Um, so now we do summer times and um, the holidays, we take the bus out and we go. And it's just something that we can have for the rest of our life 
to be able to travel in and keep rather than spending a lot of money renting a house we're saving money so that we can build um, we want to build a house here and, and be able to have the buses as a fun travel vehicle. So it just on all fronts for us, it just made sense. And we thought we asked the kids about it. We got together as a family and told them our different ideas. We could fly and we could rent a house or we could drive a bus and travel. And they all were completely on board with the bus idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine being asked that as a child and be like bus all the way? Exactly. And they love it too. They love telling people that they live on a bus and they want us to come pick up, pick them up from school one day in the bus. (laughs) Oh, you got to do that, right? Um, mm-hmm. for, for now, are they being, are they homeschooled then or are they, Actually, are they traditional? No. no, that's one one of the questions we get a lot. We, I've never really been a homeschool mom. I'm not opposed to it. And I've always said each year I'll look at it and see if that's what I should do. We felt like with all the change living in a school bus anyway, that was probably going to be really overwhelming yeah. for all of us to try and do. Um, so we have, I actually have them in public school and they love it. Um, they're really thriving in the school that we found for them. And, and that's, I think another reason why people are drawn to the story too, because we're still able to live a relatively normal life, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and still have this, um, sense of adventure and sense of being unconventional, but we, you know, they're still in school and, and all of those kind of things. So I love that. I like the decision making behind that. You know, you just have to be flexible as a parent, right? Um, Definitely. So I could spend probably an hour going through the logistics of what the bus is like and how it functions (laughs) and how you live that way, which is so intriguing. But I think you do a good job of showing what that's like on your Instagram. So I would Mm -hmm. tell people to go check you out. Where can they find you there before I ask the next question? Yeah, our Instagram handle and our website, actually, everything is the Maze Team. So M-A-Y-E-S-T-E-A-M, the Maze Team. Great. Okay. So I want to talk more though about this inner work that you mentioned that you had to, um, let me, yeah, you said that inner work, um, that you had to do. Tell me what that process was like. What, what did you have to do to get to this point of deciding this is the way we want to live and how? Yeah, definitely. The, I really, the move and the change for us more so came after doing a lot of the soul work that we did. It was really more of a product of the work that we were doing on ourselves Mm -hmm. rather than um, something that we did for it. So um, we just, after recognizing that um, everything needed to change about our life, we really started to get in touch with our emotions and what we were feeling. Um, We lived for so long just feeling like emotions were bad, um, that they would lead you in the wrong way. And and those are some of the mindsets that we had about emotions. So the change that we both had to make was just looking at emotions as a beacon and something that was meant to guide us rather than something that we should um, disconnect from and push down. Mm -hmm. Um, So very practically for us, you know, when I recognize that I'm feeling a certain way, when emotions come up inside of me, I no longer push them down and try, you know, I would, for a long time, I would be so frustrated as a, as a mom living at home with these kids. And, and it would be, this frustration would come up inside of me and I would just say, okay, Debbie, stop being frustrated. You're, you know, life is great. Be grateful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of these things I tried to talk myself into, you know, being happy with the life that we were leading. But now, um, the mind shift for us is that 
emotions and frustrations, all of those things appear in our lives to show us what the deeper issues are, what are the things that we need to work on. Um, So stopping and listening to those things and saying, okay, right now I'm feeling frustrated. Why am I feeling frustrated? Where is this coming from? And so following that down to a path of really becoming like an, an integrated person where I know why I'm feeling what I'm feeling and then I can um, move from a place of wanting to be a better person versus um, just trying to shove my emotions down. But like if I look at my emotions, even though the, they're scary sometimes and even though they're, um, they, I don't want to feel that way, I look at them and I say, okay, what are you here? Are you what are you showing me something about myself, about this situation? What needs to change here? And and making the changes from that place has really, I mean, it's changed everything about our life. Um, and I think having the you know bravery and the ability to to make this kind of move has just come from listening to those promptings and just listening to what do I want my life to really look like and being unafraid to make those choices because. I'm just just listening to those promptings rather than um, feeling like there's selfishness or I'm just wanting, you know, to do what I want to do. It's like, no, like God is speaking to me about life right now and about myself. And I'm going to listen to that. And for you, that your feelings, your emotions are those promptings. Yeah, definitely. The, um, I just see emotions as a beacon that just is telling me a deeper story um, and, and just sit and I'm, I sit with my emotions now and I listen to um, what they're telling me. This is such a metamorphosis to happen, especially over, you know, two years is relatively short when you think yeah. about that and, and just how much your lives have changed both inwardly and outwardly. Let's talk about some resources. What helped you get to this point? It was was there um, some teachers that you had? Were there books, um, or was this just like all gut led? Um, no, there definitely were. I think that um, one of the main things that happened with us is being intentional about this season and recognizing that so much needed to change that we needed to be intentional with it. Um, so for a season, for about five months in the beginning of all of this life change, I actually spent, well, I would put the kids to bed at night mm-hmm. and I would go and I actually, we had a walk-in closet at the time. So it's funny to say I would go in my closet, but it was like a <laughs> mini room Yes, <laughs> having that much space. Okay. It's probably the size of my bedroom now. Yeah. So, um, but I would go in that room and I would read and I would listen. So, um, in the, in in the very beginning, one of the, um, resources that I listened to a lot was there's a place called Bethel. It's actually a church, but they have a podcast. And so I had listened to their music a lot, but, um, one day I felt like God told me to listen to the podcast that they had. And I did. And, and, and so through that, um, a lot of books that they have out, I started to read and go through, um, they have some really great workbooks that I've, I've done. And, and so just along that journey, just going through and listening to those things and hearing, um, the truth. And I, one of the, one of the biggest things I think that changed for me in the beginning was, understanding and realized realizing that we were created for good things um to we were created by god um to do good things and i had always felt like if things were going well and things were going good it was a bad thing you know that life was supposed to be a struggle that things were supposed to be difficult um and that mind shift of understanding that i was created for good to have a good life and to do good things for other people 
um, changed everything for me because I, I now see life as like, what good can I do or, and, and good things coming to me is not a bad thing. And so making choices, I used to avoid choices that meant that things were going to be easy or good, but now I actually, it's like, no, this is a good thing. This is an exciting thing for life. I don't have to avoid, um, those things anymore because I believe that, I'm supposed to share the good with the that I have with the world and um, do those good things. I think I'm at the season where if I'm having a, a good season, like I get scared about what's coming next, yes, you know, instead of definitely. just embracing it. Um, and I wonder if that has changed for you now, as you've mentioned, seeing the good um, when you are in a good phase, are you able to embrace that? Definitely. I, Brene Brown is someone that I've definitely read and, and listened a lot to. And, and she talks about how you have this fear, it's foreboding joy, just this fear of, of bad things coming I up. And I read that last week. Yeah, and, and that was huge for me. I even even down to some of the things that I used to deal with was um, worrying that something bad would happen to my kids, you know, worrying that my house would burn down. I would just mm-hmm. randomly have these terrible thoughts about what awful things could happen. And when that um, fear arose in me, I started to recognize that these ideas and these thoughts would come up. And it was basically it's fear coming to try and get you to the way that I describe it is it's fear. These fearful thoughts come up and, and it's trying to get you to partner with it. And when I partner with that fear and when when I agree with that fear, it that's when it has that hold inside of me to keep growing and and keep developing inside of me. So one of the things Brene Brown talks about is having gratitude. And so gratitude really does squash that fear. So in those moments when, you know, oh my goodness, what if my house burns down? Instead of going down that mental path of, okay, I would do this or I would do that. and, And actually inviting those fearful thoughts in, I will say, I don't believe that's going to happen. I'm actually so grateful for the house that I have now. I'm so grateful for the bus and my kids are amazing. And I just, I now literally will say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> my, kids are, my kids enjoy it because we actually, we start naming the things that we're grateful for in our life and the things that we feel blessed um, to have and the good things. And even sometimes, you know, when, when situations arise for me emotionally, I even thank those emotions arising because they're guiding me to heal those parts of me that are hurt. If I have frustration, I see, I don't, I no longer see as, oh my goodness, I'm frustrated. I'm such a bad person that I'm frustrated with my kids. I think, okay, frustration is inside of my life because it's guiding me. Thank you for showing me that there's something inside of me that I haven't healed yet. Like, what are you trying to point me to? What are you trying to guide me to inside of myself that I can change so that I can become a better mom so that I can rid myself of this frustration um, that I'm, that I'm dealing with in that moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is beautiful. I mean, th- this is really incredible. And I'm so impressed with how much you're able to just recall from what you learned. Because for me, I'm just like, that was amazing when I'm reading it at two in the morning and then I forget it the next day. So I'm really impressed. Um, I like that you're talking about how sitting with your emotions doesn't mean that you're wallowing in them. And so, you know, being grateful or seeing them as beacons for what might be going on more inwardly doesn't mean that you are giving them permission to reside and control your life as anger and fear could. So I'm really grateful for how you described what that can look like to turn it into something different. And, um, I was curious, you know, with, with your family situation and what you've, what you've been through, how that plays into healing yourself when those situations, when those thoughts arrive, I I imagine that takes a lot more, um, effort and work to get through it. And how much more fear could, could, could reign in your life because of what you've been through as a family already. I think that, um, the gratefulness that we have is what, um, is what helps with that. We just, we feel so blessed and so grateful to have come kind of out of that season and to have dealt, you know, dealt with these things, um, recognizing how life used to be and looking back, it has only been two years, but it, it really does feel like it was so much longer ago because of the rapid change. I think, um, for Gabriel and I, us, we were both on the same page from the beginning about both needing equal amounts of change, both needing to really go deep. And, and I think both having that commitment to do that at the same time has led to that rapid growth that we've had. Um, and that, so that just, we're so grateful to be in the place that we're in. We're so grateful for each other for doing the work that we needed to do. Um, and for taking this leap together, it just really has, um, moving onto a bus and anyway would bond some people together, you know, even if you have a bunch of strangers, but just knowing everything that we've both um, been through and the work that we've both done to get to this place is um is so it's amazing to look back on well you know on the flip side someone could move to 250 square foot bus and hate each other it could divide exactly. you know you know it could it could um divide them even further so this is speaking to the hard work you have done separately mm-hmm. and then in turn as a couple and as a family so let's talk about pushback what was it like when you were telling your friends and family about this, what kind of comments would you get or fears or concerns and how did you deal with them? Yeah, I think that those that were the closest to us in our lives, like our parents and our siblings, they recognized the change that needed to happen and they were very, um, they were very supportive of us. I, I would say probably we did get a few, um, you know, just being apprehensive and nervous about you know, going through this change in life and also being in such a tight space was definitely some of the the comments that we got. Um, and I think that knowing each other now and, and being in such a tight space, one of the blessings of that is that we know when each other needs a break. 
because we're physically close. And I, I posted about this a while back because there was one day when my son came home from school and we did the usual, you know, how was your day? Fine. Okay, great. You know, there's, he's 10 years old. He's not, he's not going to go super deep into every detail. He just gave me the normal. But when we got back, I, I could just sense and I could see that there was something deeper. And so I sat down next to him and chatted through. And sure enough, there was something that had happened that day with a friend. And in that moment, I was so thankful because if he had gone off to his room to go play and kind of moved on with this day and gone and played Legos and I was cooking dinner, I would have never seen that. But being in such a small environment allowed me to kind of look like physically I could see the, him being downcast. Physically, I could see that there was more going on than what he was letting on. And so that has really helped us in this. In in one way, you would think that being in such a tight environment would cause for there to be more frustration because you're not able to get away. But it's actually really helped. It's been a blessing because we can see each other and know, okay, this person actually needs to go be by themselves. And we can give each other that space. Um, we, we've stayed in hotel rooms one night and Gabriel right now he's given me two di- two nights at a hotel to kind of get away and be by myself so we're able to recognize and even if I just have to go back to the bedroom for a few hours and we have a door on our bedroom and I go spend some time we're much more in tune with each other's emotions and and the emotions of our family uh, because of the tight space um, so, so there was, you know, there's definitely some negativity, probably most of the negativity that we've had have come from people that don't know the story, don't know the full, um, thing. You know, we've had some people, uh, talk about how we're, you know, it's terrible for our children. They don't have any privacy and those kind of comments for me, it's, they don't know that yeah. the can go and they can, you know, each kid has their own bunk bed that they can go to. They can absolutely ask for time, time alone. And we have a lot of other things as a family that we kind of set up so that each person has that, that privacy that they need and and time away if they need it. So, um, it's people that are basically people that are uneducated just about the things that we're doing and how we're doing them is, is really where most of the negativity has come from. So you just described some of the the good effects of this with within your family being able, being able to recognize your emotions and where you're truly at. What else is on the other side of this um, that people can look forward to, even if they're not moving to a smaller thing, but just doing some soul work as a family, making some changes that they might need. Why is it worth it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that some of the negative sides of things with you know being around each other so much you do really have to advocate for yourself um I think more so for us we're obviously in tune more with our kids but as a couple um it's been huge for me because I am I'm very much the type of person that would just kind of you know I don't want to ruffle feathers I want everything everyone to be happy so I'm not I'm not the one to say I need to be alone or I need this you know, I'm, I'm usually the one that's helping everyone else. And my, my love language is acts of service. So just naturally I'm wired that way to want to help other people. Um, so it's, it has been difficult for me to actually say, you know what, I need time by myself and, and advocate for myself. So it's been a great learning lesson now that I'm, I feel stronger in it, mm-hmm. but for a season, it was difficult for me to, I would find myself, 
um, to that point of frustration. And I would have to work myself backwards from that. Okay, I'm frustrated at, you know, someone spilling milk on the floor, but what actually, what led to this frustration? And most okay. of the time I worked it back to, I actually just needed to to take some time for myself today and I haven't and, and I need to ask rather than, you know, a lot of times in marriage, we just kind of think that the other person should know what we need. Yep. <laughs> and it's just not that way in reality, you know, in reality, we just have to say, hey, babe, I've been with the kids all day. I need to go be by myself or I need to go for a walk and and being able to voice those things. Um, and then we've definitely become um now that we're both working, that's been a, a new adjustment for me. I've been home with the kids. I have a 10-year-old. Um, he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. And I've been home with the kids this whole time. Um, but now we're working on our business together. So um, I think for Gabriel, some of the adjustments for him has been helping with uh, cooking and grocery shopping and laundry and those things because now we're we're all on one team. We're all working um, a job also and taking care of the kids. So we've really gotten onto each other's team now versus it used we used to have very easily defined roles he would go and he would make money and that was his contribution I stayed home with the kids and I cooked and cleaned and did laundry and that was my contribution and and it was very easily defined Um, now in this season of life we both work on the business that we have together which is amazing that we get to do that Um, but it also means that I can't, I don't have the capacity to take care of all of the household laundry and chores and everything. So he is is helping me with that too when he's home and, and he'll take time to, you know, after school with the kids, he'll take them so that I can have some time in the office. So sitting down and actually voicing those things and being able to talk through, you know, this is where my capacity is at right now. I can't take on everything. I need I need your help in this and, and the other person being willing to say, yeah, okay, I can do that. I can be on board with your, your what would be defined as traditional roles now for us. We just have to define um, what it means for our family and our relationship to take on the roles that um, we are excited about and enjoy and uh, that we want to help each other in. What I love about what you're saying, Debbie, is so authentic. You're not just saying, oh, it's amazing. It's so easy. <laughs> we just love it. We'll never change it, you know. But what you're what you're showing me is being authentic means li- living a life that's true to you and what you need in that moment. And that's also embracing the hard. That's Definitely. embracing the difficulties and learning and growing from them. So I'd like yeah. to hear your thoughts on what does it look like to be authentic and true to who you are yeah I think that um that has been I I guess if you could boil the journey down for us to to the core of it that would be what it is learning to to live out of a place where we are being fully ourselves and we're not afraid to speak our own truth and and speak the things and do the things that we have a desire to do um you know it's we we talk honestly and openly about struggles that we have and difficulties that we have. Um, and, and we really have, have tried to foster that environment and model that for our kids too, so that they can, um, you know, I don't just want to hear that you had a great day because that's what, what is expected. I want to hear, you know, what actually happened and, and, and what struggles you're having in life because, um, 
living so long feeling like we had to just have have the the brave face and have the happy family and put on our all of our smiles it's it's that life is what led us to um unhappiness and to not really living the passionate excited life that we have so on this side of it just it 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 is a choice every time um that you have those emotions and that you have those feelings or even those dreams, you know, allowing one another to say, Hey, this is a dream that I have. This is something that I'm excited about. Um, and that I feel passionate about. I don't know how it's going to fit into our life, but I would really like to talk about how that looks. And so we allow each other the space to be able to be fully honest about the dreams, about the desires, because recognizing that, the dreams and the desires that you have are put inside of you for a reason. Um, sometimes, for me, it started very basic in the beginning. I would have an idea for an Instagram post, and I would think, oh, nobody wants to hear that from me. You know, oh, it's just something I'm thinking. It's just something silly. Um, and I started to say, you know what, if I'm feeling this way, even if it just speaks to one person, I'm going to do it because maybe that, you know, if one person enjoys it and is inspired by it, then it's worth it to me, even if everyone else, you know, no one else cares. Um, so it started very basic with putting those things out there, putting that, you know, content or encouragement or stories, being honest about what I was going through, um, some struggles that we've had with people um, with the negative comments that we've had, just actually verbalizing those things rather than carrying um, those emotions inside. Um, I find that whenever I try to just get over something, if someone hurts my feelings, for example, if I try to just get over it, Debbie, it's fine. They don't even know you. I took, you know, you do that script where you try to talk yourself out of these emotions. But when I started to just verbalize and say, you know what? Not everyone expects me to be strong and just go on. This actually did hurt my feelings and I'm going to say that it did and own that emotion. I find that when you do that, that there's no more power in it anymore. So there's you just have the freedom to be able to be you and not feel, oh, people are gonna think I'm goofy. I used to feel so embarrassed about my goofy personality or what I found funny. And as I started to to just let that out and just be free in, you know, the things that I find funny or silly, um, people would respond and say, Oh my goodness, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could let, you know, those silly parts of me out. And I recognize that, you know what, the work isn't just me letting it out and me being free, but I'm actually giving other people that permission to do that in the process. And so that has really, social media for us has really been powerful in that we're not only free to be ourselves and just let out if it's encouragement or if it's just be you, be free, um, we're able to let that out and it, and it frees us, but we're also seeing on the other side of it that it actually gives other people permission to, to live that same life. And that's really powerful when other people can feel like, wow, I can do that fun thing. I can, you know, be free in that way. Um, because I see other people doing it. What I love about all of this is it comes full circle. You started at this point of feeling disconnected and now you are connected. You are connected inwardly with yourself, with your husband, with your children, and now with the world in so many ways. That's what this journey was. It was a journey of connection and it's, it's so beautiful to see how that's taken shape in your life and how it might look differently for you than it, than at least did for your 
for your former former life, but also with what other people might expect from us. So what is what is your future? What do you think it's going to look like for you and your family? So definitely for us, the the boss life has never been something that we was a long term plan for us. Um, we knew that it was something we were going to do for a few years, but we had when we moved into the bus, Gabriel, it was definitely more of a challenge for him than me. Yeah. <laughs> And so he always said that two years was the limit on the bus. Um, so we're eight months into it right now. Um, there's been times, honestly, where we've we've said, okay, maybe it won't be two years. Maybe it will be sh- shorter than that. Um, so we're definitely looking at the next step. We want to buy some land and build a house um, so that we can have our kids grow up in a, an environment um, and in a home. So we know that that's going to change some of the dynamics. But I think that laying this foundation for us of connection and, and of, of having this um, safe place as a family to be connected is is never going to leave us. Um, it's going to be something that we always always look back on. The kids actually already they fight and argue about who's going to live on the bus with their family. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, yes, then that tells do. you you're doing you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, they love it. So, um, yeah, so we, we're definitely going to build a house. Um, there's a house that's always been my dream house to build. So we're really looking forward to being able to do that and um, and just see. I mean, I think you know we used to feel like we had to have the plan and life all figured out, but now we're just learning that as we live. Um, out of that place of just listening and just following um, what we feel like God's telling us to to do we just we're kind of on for the journey so we know what the next steps are we're when we believe that we're just going to meet the right people and and the right environment and just continue on that path the breadcrumb thing that you keep bringing up is is something that totally mystifies me but I I believe it when I look back on my own life I can see those breadcrumbs of what has taken me to where I am but in the moment it's so difficult to know if you're listening to the right voice so do you have any tips for anyone who's like me and they're just they're just trying to wrap their head around what that might look like in their own life of how to pay attention to the breadcrumbs I honestly just listen to that first voice that comes that's honest. This journey for me has been that there was one time when we were, um, the Gabriel and I were really struggling in the early stages because we, we, there, you know, there was friends that we lost and, and situations that were the negative surrounding, um, this life move. And, and so we were struggling with the decision and what we should do. And it might seem so small to, to, to someone, but we actually decided to go out for dinner that night. And, um, so we just go out and it was just regular. We went to Chipotle and we go through the line. And when we went to check out, someone said, uh, the person in front of you paid for your meal. And in that moment, I felt like, so much confirmation for that what we were doing was right. Someone we didn't even talk to, someone we didn't even know paid for the meal that we were having as a family. And it was just one of those things where it was like, you're on the right path. Like you're in, you're headed in the right direction. Um, and so even now when I feel like I'm supposed to pay for that person's coffee or anything like that, when these little inklings come up inside of me, I always listen to that first voice that comes, um, to let me know, you know, this is what it is. And I've, I've just learned now not to question that um, because I genuinely believe having put it into practice, like I, it's God speaking to me um, to say that thing or, or do have that, you know, do the action. I really believe that, that it's him leading me along that path. Um, and, and as we all, it's like, I just love the idea that as 
just humans and people on this earth if we could just listen to those those that little voice and do those things and those those kind and generous things for one another how much more connected we would all feel you know as as a as a world you know there's I recently was on an airplane and Gabriel and I were actually in a disagreement and I found myself crying and then I I was immediately, my immediate reaction was to stop crying and don't let anyone see that I'm crying. And I thought to myself, why as humans do we feel like we can't cry in public or share our, our emotions? Because even to someone, you know, if someone was sitting next to me crying on a flight, I'd probably if I was listening to that voice, I probably would say, I'm, I'm sorry that you're hurting right now, you know, and, I, and if we could show that kindness to one another and that goodness to one another and not be afraid and feel like we have to hide what we're going through and our emotions, the world would be such a better place if we genuinely believed in the good of each other and wanted to do good things for each other in return. That's, that's what we need. <laughs> we need more connection for sure. Let's, let's wrap up, but I want to, I want to hear this final thing. I I ask each guest, what have you learned about yourself the past few years? And we've kind of gone through a few of your own lessons. So I think I would like to hear what is something, um, what is one of the lessons or things you've learned about yourself that you will never be able to let go of that has changed your life? That I can trust myself that I can um, trust those inklings and those thoughts, um, things I need to say or do, um, or even if I feel uncomfortable about a situation or a person, um, those those things that I'm thinking or feeling are, are there to guide me, um, and I can trust what what is going on inside of me, and, and, and it will lead me to good. Wonderful. Debbie, this whole thing has been incredible. It's far exceeded my already high expectations. I'm so looking forward to people hearing from you. Thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been great. What did you think about Debbie? I was so empowered by what she taught me about emotions in particular. I didn't expect that to be such a big part of their equation and moving from a big home to a bus. I love how she taught us that we don't need to necessarily talk ourselves out of our emotions and push them out. She talked about honoring them, not wallowing in them, and using them as a tool to teach us what we need to take care of in our lives. So I had a ton of other takeaways and I'd love to chat about them with you on Instagram live on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is something I'm starting to do. I did a terrible job the first time, to be honest. (laughs) I was not prepared for how hard it was to talk to people who can't talk back to you easily, but I'm getting better at this. I have some talking points I want to share with you and I want you to be there and share your own takeaways from this episode and how it is shifting your own life to make more connection both within yourself and with those around you and what results you are seeing in your lives. So join me again on Instagram live. You can find me at about progress on Thursday night, 8 PM Pacific standard time. I can't wait to chat with you then. Again, my show notes are on my website aboutprogress.com, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at about progress. Come back this Wednesday for another episode with a woman. I have been a huge fan of my entire life. Corey Connors. Corey is an incredible songwriter, writer, musician, and woman. She's going to chat about how creativity has shaped her life, including music, and how young parents can better flourish by honoring the creativity within them. 
I'll see you this Wednesday for that episode. And until then, take care of yourself. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.